1: And welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the On Point with Victor show. Hey, I just want to go ahead and apologize for the sound of my voice, and if you hear me, have a coughing fit. Uh, I, for those of you that watch on the webcams, so I'm not going to be on the webcams because I'm not in studio, because I am a little bit under the weather, uh, so uh, I am in the safety, quarantine. <laughs> home base. Uh but now I did not want to go into the studio and get anybody else sick. Um we we aren't worried about covid or any of that and all I have is a cold or the flu or something like that. Um you know, I was out with a bunch of people this past week doing a uh, an event and clearly I caught something. So, you know, it happens folks, it happens. Stuff goes around, we catch stuff, we get over it and we build our immune system. Unlike what Dr. Fauci tried to convince people uh, the past few years. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, you have an immune system and you will build immunities to these viruses that go around. So there. <laughs> so, alright, we got a lot to get to today. This is the America's Web Radio Station. I am Victor Armanderis and this is the Unemployed with Victor show. Alright, so New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. That's all you're going to hear about today. You're going to hear New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. And just as I told you several months ago, all you're going to hear is Nikki, 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 Haley, 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 Nikki, Haley. Oh, boy, don't count her out, blah, 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 and all that. Look, folks, the mainstream media would do to Nikki what they do to Trump. It would be worse if somehow Nikki Haley were to end up with this nomination. She's not going to, but let's just say if she did. The, the Democrats out there who are pushing for Democrats to vote for her in New Hampshire, the, the leftist media that's pushing for Nikki Haley, listen, they will always tell you who the candidate they prefer when they think they're going to lose. And right now, they think Joe Biden is going to lose. If Joe Biden somehow is able to strong arm the rest of the party and stay on the ballot for the Democrats – Um, They're going to lose. I mean, the chances are they're going to lose. And the Democrats – and you know this just by watching the way the media acts, the leftist media. Just watch the way they start to act. And and just like I told you before, you'll see them start pushing Haley because Haley is their establishment choice. When the Democrats think that that the Democrat candidate is not going to win, when the media, when they think the Democrat candidate is not going to win, and they think the Republicans are going to squeeze out a win – then they would rather try and get the candidate that they can live with. And right now that candidate is Nikki Haley. Now look, you can you could think what you want to think, say what you want to say, and um I will tell you that Nikki Haley would be way better than than Joe Biden. She's not my choice, but she would be better than Biden. But if you think Nikki Haley could get this nomination and not be fa and not face. let me just put it this way and not face an absolute onslaught from the left, you're out of your mind. Folks, the left and the Democrats, they have a new playbook. And that new playbook is the Trump playbook. Everything you're seeing them do to Trump, from the accusations, to the made up stories, to the false accusations, to the indictments, from the impeachments, um, everything, the racist claims, Everything they've done to Trump, they will now do to every Republican nominee. Just plan for it. Do you think January 6th is going to stop with Trump? When Trump is finished with the next four years and he's gone and done and he's a memory in everybody's mind, J6 is not going to go away. J6 is the new Democrat progressive Christmas. J6 will ever be... Um, a a national holiday in the minds of the Democrats, and it doesn't matter which Republican uh, is the nominee or the candidate or, or 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 gets elected president, they will be compared and and married to January sixth. I trust me on this. If you doubt me, go back and look at the way the media fawned over Romney, how they fawned over McCain. And then as soon as McCain got the nomination, he was a old coot who was a racist bastard. I mean, I'm sorry, I can't put it any other way, but that's how the media treated John McCain. Before he got the nomination, they were all about McCain. We can live with McCain. McCain is a sensible McCain crosses the aisle McCain, McCain, McCain. And as soon as McCain got the nomination, they torched him. He was the whitest, oldest, most racist candidate ever. That's how they treated McCain. And then you fast forward a few years and Romney gets the nomination. Same thing before Romney got the nomination. See, if you remember a guy named Herman Cain, Herman Cain was really getting traction. He was gaining traction and he was going to probably take that nomination. They couldn't allow that. Neither side could allow it. The Republican establishment wasn't about to allow it and the Democrats weren't going to allow it. So they got together and they. Herman Kane and Herman Kane didn't have the money to to fight it off and they were telling you what a great guy Romney was what a middle of- the road guy Romney was but as soon as Romney got the nomination what were the stories you were seeing Romney's a racist Romney's a a, a, a misogynist Romney puts uh, he's an animal hater puts dogs on his roof of his car uh, has a binder of women that I mean it was the stories were ridiculous. I wasn't a Romney fan, but he would have been better than Obama. But you see how the left works. You see what the media does, and that's what they're doing for Haley. Haley is twenty is the Romney of twenty twenty four. She's the McCain. She's the Bush. And and I'm sorry if some of you get mad by that. And look, I don't care if it were Trump that she was facing, if it were DeSantis that she was facing. Uh, it, it doesn't change who Nikki Haley is. And so some of you do get mad at me and and I get it um, because, you know, it's your candidate and you, you want you, you've got some uh, stick up your butt about Trump when, you know, you know, just as anybody else who was alive during Trump's presidency that's above the age of 18, you know that Trump's policies are probably the best policies out of a president we've gotten since Ronald Reagan. You know that you know that and you know. That everything every um, um, how should I put this everything they said about Trump they said he was going to cause destruction in the Middle East, they said he would start World War 3 they said he would start a nuclear war they said all of these things about Trump they said he would crash the economy they said Trump would crash the stock market none of those things happened but who are they happening under? they're actually happening under Joe Brandon Biden The dementia patient has got us into three new wars. The dementia patient has got us on the brink of nuclear war. The dementia patient is about to let China march in and take over Taiwan. Now, you have to be able to sit back. And and if you are a sensible person and have an ounce of common sense left, you can't tell me that Donald Trump is not the best alternative against Joe Biden. Uh, so those of you that are with Nikki Haley, hey, knock yourself out. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Knock yourself out and and you stay with her until she gets out. But I will tell you she's getting out. So the question you may be asking is, Victor, when's Nikki getting out? Well, I will tell you she's going to be out before South Carolina. Now, I know she's out there telling you that she's going to be in. She's staying in. She's not going anywhere. And the campaign says she's not going anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, The polling averages right now, Donald Trump has a double-digit lead in New Hampshire. Donald Trump is leading Nikki Haley 60% to 38%. If tonight ends with Trump beating Haley by double digits, she's probably out before the night is over. If it's closer, she might convince you that she's staying in. But as we get closer to South Carolina, what she'll do, let me put it this way. If the race is closer, if she is able to to uh, pull within single digits, if Trump only wins by single digits tonight, and let's say by four or five points or six points, then I think Nikki Haley will stay in, and she'll wait for a week or two, and she'll see if the polling in South Carolina changes. If that polling doesn't change, she's out. And how do I know this? Nikki Haley has aspirations. Nikki Haley wants to... to um, advance her career in Washington. It's not a bad thing. We need good people. And, and look, she's not the best right now, but she's, she's somebody that we need on our side. There's absolutely. Um, so I think what you're going to see Nikki Haley do is she's not going to, well, let me tell you what she's not going to want to do. She's not going to want to go prance into the primaries in South Carolina and lose double digits in her home state. That's why she's going to be out. Uh, either she'll be out tonight or she'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Count on it, folks. Count on it. Nikki Haley has aspirations. She has aspirations for 2028. She has aspirations for possibly being back in Trump's – well, I can tell you she wants to be the VP. Don't doubt me, folks. Nikki Haley wants to be VP, but I think she's overplaying her hand. And what do I mean by that? Well, Nikki Haley's out there blasting Donald Trump. Um, She's saying things that she knows isn't true, and she's just blasting, blasting. She's got that snoohoo. And uh, the governor of uh, the old governor, I think he was, a, I think, I don't think he's governor now, but anyway, the old governor of New Hampshire or current governor, maybe um, she's got him out there and he's just saying all these things. He's trying to pin uh, Trump as to be being Biden mentally. And that's just ridiculous. Anybody with half a brain can look and see Trump's energy level, Trump's cognitive level. I mean, that man is all over the place and he's spot on. Uh, but what Nikki Haley's doing is, is trying to divide the Republican vote. Uh, she's also picked up tons of, tons of donors, uh, from the Republican donorship. And what she's doing is trying to force Donald Trump. We're trying to get where the, the establishment will try and force Donald Trump to make her the VP. That's why she's splitting the votes right now. That's why she's, uh, out there saying some of the things she's saying because she wants to try and split the Republican vote so that once Trump wraps up this nomination, that they can go to Trump and say, look, you need Nikki on the ticket because Nikki's going to bring the people that won't vote for you. That's how they're playing this. That's how Nikki's playing this. But I And look, it may work. Nikki Haley may work. This could be a shrewd move by Haley. And it may work. But I'm almost watching this thinking that she's overplaying her hand. I mean, if she pushes too far and goes too far, uh, Trump may not choose her. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting, but I do think Nick, Nikki is going to be out of this race if Donald, if the, if the polling averages hold. And look, the polling averages were almost spot on in Iowa. So if they are spot on here in New Hampshire and she loses by double digits tonight, I expect Nikki Haley to be out of this race before this night is over. But if it's closer, If she manages to pull it in closer by getting enough Democrats to vote for her in New Hampshire, across New Hampshire, then she'll probably stay in another week or two because she'll see if the polling changes in South Carolina. If the polling doesn't – look, folks, right now Donald Trump has more than a 30-point lead over Nikki Haley in South Carolina. Now, remember, you're going to have Tim Scott. Now, Tim Scott, he sounds like a – An excited Southern preacher when he's uh, campaigning for Trump. And he's going to be all over South Carolina pushing for Trump. Um, So the chances of her closing the gap in South Carolina are not good. And this is why I'm telling you she's going to be out because she's not going to want to lose her home state by double digits, let alone by 30 points. So I just would, would expect Nikki Haley to be out the soonest she'll be out tonight, the latest she'll be out in the next week or two. And because, folks, listen, Donald Trump, he's the nominee. This is over. Well, Nikki doesn't think it's over, but this is over, um, especially if he ends up winning by double digits tonight. So it's time, and I mentioned this before, we have to pull together. We're going to have to consolidate behind Donald Trump. I know you may not like him. I know you may not like what he says. You may not like his style. But again, every one of you people who are going to be voting in 2024, you were alive during Donald Trump's first presidency. Uh, you're going to remember the lower gas prices, the lower food prices, the next-to-nothing inflation. Everything you did to live your life was cheaper than it is today. So if you want to go take your ball and, and stomp on your way home and say you're not going to play anymore just because Trump's the nominee – well, then you are doing this to yourself because you are going to aid uh, Biden possibly winning. Then what do you think your life is going to be like four more years under Joe Brandon Biden? What do you think is going to happen to the border? What do you think is going to happen if Brandon, if Joe Biden Brandon is reelected in 2024? You think he's going to shut the border? No, it will swing even wider open than it is open now. Um, you think uh, getting three million or however many we've gotten uh, in this year or last year, you, please, Biden will look at you and say, "Hold my beer. Let me show you what I can bring in." Uh, it'll get this. This southern border will never, ever be secure under a Democrat president, never, because they have a plan, and that plan is in full motion. And, and look, some of the plan is, is, is not just about getting them here and hoping they vote Democrat. It's about getting a class of people here that they can force to be dependent on a political party. That's what this is about. It's also about, you know, if you're wondering why the Democrat party, yes, the Democrat party, not the, not, not Abbott in Texas, not DeSantis in Florida. Look, they sent the, the amount of, of illegals that, that DeSantis has sent around the country and that Abbott has sent around the country is nothing to the number of illegal immigrants that the Biden administration has been sending around the country. And why would the Biden administration do this? Well, because if you take numbers, see, the census doesn't doesn't record if you're illegal or not. The census, when the census happens every 10 years, they just count how many people are in every city or state or however they do it. They go in and they count. They count bodies. They don't care if you're illegal. So the. Biggest plan on the Democrats is to just shuffle these people into into a lot of blue areas so that they get more people, more bodies, and then the census reflects that. And then what happens? They get more congressional seats. And then, boom, more Democrats get elected. So it's not just about them trying to get illegal votes because some of these states are, are securing their elections better, and they're not going to let illegals vote. But they don't have to vote to change our, our – um, to change the the, the outcomes of, of the way this country is uh, or to affect the government, because if you bring enough bodies in and you ship these bodies and disperse them around different cities, you disperse them to districts that need a little help. Well, then those districts are going to be more uh, they're going to stay Democrat or they're going to be able to add districts. So you're adding uh, House members. I mean, this is how this is what the Democrats are up to, folks. And it's right in front of your face. Why do you think the Biden administration went to the Supreme Court so that they could go into Texas and remove the barriers that were securing the border? So Joe Biden will look at you in the face and say that he's somehow securing the border. He needs more money to secure the border. Joe Biden doesn't want more money to secure the border. Joe Biden wants more money so he can pay for people to process the illegals and then let them loose in our country. Now look, I'm not afraid to say this. Most of you listeners out there that have been listening to me for a while, you know that my heritage, my heritage is Mexican. I have lots of family down there. And I know what it's like for a lot of those people. I know how poor some of those people are. And I know there are some good people that want to come up here and they do want to work. But there's a right way to do it. And what the Biden administration is doing is awful. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing people. They're allowing kids to be abused. The Biden administration, the Democrats, where's AOC? AOC, who pretended to get in by a fence, a fence that was nowhere near the border and cry tears, these fake tears. Where is she when all these kids that we know are being abused, these kids that are being brought over by cartels, the kids that are being brought over and put into sexual trafficking? Why don't the Democrats care about that? If you're a Democrat voter, why don't you care about that? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this – none of what I'm saying here I'm making up. None of it. I mean, the border – and the border is a reason that Donald Trump is going to be reelected. The border was the number one reason for voters in Iowa, and the border is the number one reason for voters in New Hampshire, which is why Donald Trump is probably going to beat Nikki Haley by double digits tonight, which is why Nikki Haley will probably get out of the race tonight. So – don't be surprised, folks, and you can say you heard it here first on the On Point with Victor show. Uh, but, again, if Nikki Haley's is able to pull it closer within single digits, she'll probably uh, stay in the race for another week or so until she sees that she's going to get trounced in her home state. And she will get out before that happens. She's not going to want to get trounced. She has too much aspirations, folks. Nikki Haley's not going anywhere. So for all of you people who are supporting Nikki, look, feel good about it. She's going to be back in 2028. So when we when we fix when Donald Trump gets this country back on track, it should be a shoe in walk in for the next Republican candidate. And it's and let's let's face it, it's probably going to be Nikki Haley, maybe Ron DeSantis, maybe Ted Cruz, maybe Marco Rubio. Uh, I think we're going to have a stacked field in 2028. It'll be interesting, but uh, but look, folks. And those of you who are – I got a lot of questions on on, did I expect Ron DeSantis to get out? Look, you guys have heard me say before, Ron DeSantis is a smart guy. And after Iowa, he saw the writing on the wall. No one's going to beat Trump. No one is going to pull the Trump base away from him. So why fight it? Why fight it? If we're going to stop the downward fall of this country under progressive Democrat leadership – then you got to get behind the guy that's got the most votes and right now that's Donald Trump and he's got the biggest base um, so i i'm just saying folks you got to put your emotions aside you may not like how donald trump speaks you may not like how donald trump acts sometimes but he's your guy if you don't like the way the economy is going if you don't like the uncertainty in the stock market if you don't like inflation and look inflation is not going anywhere i told you this before when biden was out there lying that the, that inflation is falling no now the rate of increase may have come down but inflation hasn't gone anywhere inflation is there prices are still going up your gas you know depending on demand your gas has been going up. Gas has been going down a little bit and then up. Uh, but, folks, the gas prices are still higher than they should be. And I'm sorry, Joe Brandon Biden and the Democrats, you don't get to mess everything up and then come along and say you've got the answers and that we're supposed to stick with you and trust you. Eventually, you're going to get it fixed. No, you broke it. Now we're going to throw you out and we're going to bring in the business guy who we know can fix it. Because he did it before the China virus hit. And I'll tell you, folks, be prepared. Be prepared. There's nothing like being prepared. Because when Donald Trump continues to... Oh, excuse me, folks, I'm going to sneeze. Sorry, folks, sorry, folks. And I don't have a cough button in my home studio. I'm not that advanced yet. Uh, But listen, folks, don't be surprised. You've got to be prepared. Because the Democrats are going to lose their minds... As we get closer to November and Donald Trump expands his his lead over Biden. And and I'm not I'm still folks not sure that Biden's going to be the nominee. I just don't know how they can stick with him. He's he's a faltering old man. He cannot he can't even make one appearance a week, folks. I mean, this guy is is really, really uh, having some problems. He's got mental issues and it's amazing that they're trying to prop him up. Jill Biden is really trying to prop him up. So really, it's Jill Biden that they're going to have to go through to get Biden off the ticket. And this is going to be interesting, folks, because when we get to the conventions, they have until Wednesday night of the convention to replace Biden and Kamala. Because if Biden is once he's confirmed and once and on Wednesday night, they confirm uh, the V.P., so the Wednesday night of the convention, they will confirm Kamala as VP. If they do that, and then Joe Biden somehow has to step away, then it will be Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris will be the nominee. Now, if they figure it out before Wednesday of the convention and and Biden steps out, then uh, Kamala's out, too. Then they will have a vote on the convention floor, and they can bring in who they want. And they could vote for anybody. So... So, folks, this is not a lock in for Biden. I don't care what they're telling you. This is not a lock in for Biden until we get to the convention and until we get past Wednesday or so of the convention. um, This is not set in stone. So don't think Biden's going to be the nominee, even though they're telling you he is, Uh, because, like I said, as Trump right now, the polling for Trump keeps going up. His lead over Biden keeps going up. Trump's lead in swing states is going up. I mean, this is it's 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 impressive. Uh, Donald Trump has never had this kind of polling. He's never had this kind of favorability. But when people in your, you know, your run of the mill voter who doesn't pay much attention to begin with, when they're hurting in their wallets, that's when they come out and say, yeah, you know what? Screw this guy. Um, we don't know much about him or we don't pay much attention, but we know that we're paying more for everything. Um, you can see the the uh, social media post. There was a guy. This guy was probably a Gen Zer, and he he had this post that was going viral, and he just looked at his camera and started screaming, "Why is everything so expensive?" He goes, "My rent went from twelve hundred to twenty two hundred, and his grocery bills went from forty bucks to a hundred and something bucks, and he was complaining about the price increases. And those are the people that aren't politically active that see what Joe Biden has done to them." And they will go to the polls and they're going to throw them out. And you've got a lot of uh, black voters that are just um, not happy with Biden. Now, they may not go vote for Trump, but they may not vote at all. Or they're going to vote for a third party. That's not going to bode well for Biden. So there's a lot of things going in Trump's favor. So if you're out there and you're a Nikki Haley supporter because you think Trump can't win and you bought into this mess that Trump can't win, Trump can't win. Listen... Since they've been telling you that Trump can't win, Trump has been expanding a poll lead over Biden like he's never had. You know, Trump's never led in the polls in all of 2015 and 2016. Trump never led not one poll that he lead Hillary Clinton, but he overperformed, which he generally does. And he won. So 2024 is starting to look a lot like 2016. 2024 is not looking like 2020. 2024 is looking a lot like 2016. Now that Joe Biden is a known commodity, which, please, most of you listeners here, you knew Joe Biden was a known commodity. You knew that he was going to. We knew he was in office for 50 plus years and didn't do a darn thing. We knew what kind of president he was going to be. But many, many, many people were fooled. Many people were fooled and they were convinced Donald Trump was the devil and that uh, Biden was going to be the old grandpa that was going to bring normalcy back. And what has Joe Biden brought us? He's brought us, uh, several wars. He's brought us, uh, man, I can't tell you. I mean, it's high inflation, high gas price. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous what Joe Biden has been able, the damage, I should say, that Joe Biden's been able to do in, in three years. Uh, even I, who did not want Biden to come near the presidency, even I didn't think he could do this much damage in this, in this few time, this little bit of time. I mean, it's pretty, pretty crazy, folks. So, alright, folks, we are going to take a break. Uh, don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor show on America's Web Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Attention, veterans. America's Web Radio has a contest just for you. We are giving away an AR-15 style weapon to a lucky veteran. If you are a veteran or active duty, you can enter for a chance to win by submitting an entry form at americaswebradio.com slash giveaway. That's americaswebradio.com slash giveaway. Please read the official rules for more information. Good luck, and thank you for listening. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash americaswebradio. If you have questions, contact us at, gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back. So, uh, my apologies again for my voice. And uh, if you hear a little bit of sniffles and uh, coughing in the background, I am uh, hiding in the home bunker doing the show because I didn't want to get anybody in the studio sick. Um, I've got the uh, Biden flu. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I've just caught some simple cold flu, but I'll be better. Don't you worry. Um, OK, folks, so so New Hampshire, New Hampshire, um, you know, normally they do some voting at midnight. And the only town that did it, or the only little city that did it this time, and if you're not familiar with New Hampshire, um, what what they do, or what they've done historically, is they've done uh, where they'll allow at midnight they have certain counties or or so that will or polling places that are allowed to come in and vote at midnight to to kick off voting, and I think only one. Let me see if I can find this, folks. It looks like only one place did it. Um, I don't know. Apparently, the other ones opted out to wait and do their voting today. But last night, there was one town that uh, – Dixieville, Dixieville Notch. So Dixieville Notch, which I think is up in the corner of New Hampshire, they have – now, get this, folks. They have a total of six votes from this place, um, four Republicans, four registered Republicans and two independents. And you Nikki Haley people are going to be happy. She got all six votes. So Nikki Haley got, at the midnight voting, she got all six votes from Dixieville Notch. Apparently four registered Republicans and two registered independents. So uh, after midnight, Nikki Haley was in the lead, six to zero. (laughs) So, all right, folks, don't expect that to hold. Um, I'm just telling you the reality of it. Trump's probably going to win pretty big tonight, and Nikki Haley will probably drop out. Um, if she if he doesn't win that big then she'll stay in for at least a couple of more weeks. So don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Um and then we'll move on. We'll move we on. Let me tell you something that Trump is doing that I've been wanting him to do. He's been he hasn't even really been hitting Nikki that hard. Um, he has been pivoting and and going against Joe Biden. And that's what he needs to do. You know, somebody asked him the other day if he was going to continue to use uh the sanctimonious and that and Donald Trump was great. He looked at the meeting, he goes, No the the desunct the sanctimonious name has officially been retired. <coughs> Excuse me folks. Sorry, folks, sorry, sorry. So the official he said he looked at this reporter without missing a beat and he said the disunct the sanctimonious name has officially been retired. Because that's how Trump is. I've told you this before. Trump is a New Yorker. If you hit him in competition he's going to come back at you tenfold. Donald Trump likes to win and he will do whatever he thinks is necessary to win. You may not like it, you may not like what he says and how and and, and some of the things that he does, but the guy's a fighter and he fights to win. No one can say anything different about Donald Trump. He, again, you may not like his methods, but the outcome and what Trump wants is to win. That's why his methods are so un, unconventional, I guess, maybe for some of you guys. But I don't know how you can say that when the Democrats have called every Republican candidate since Bush won the practical devil. I mean, my gosh, they said that Bush was going to push old people off cliffs. They literally made advertisements saying that Bush was going to push old people off the cliff and let them fall to their death in their wheelchair. Democrats have been saying some awful, ridiculous things for years and yet you people have some kind of problem with Trump fighting to win. I don't get it, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but but this is the thing to know about Trump. If you thought, and, and here's for some of you out there who are still mad at Ron DeSantis, um, you need to get over it. And I'm talking to some of you Trump supporters, because I saw some Trump supporters still giving Ron a hard time. Ron DeSantis is on your side. Ron DeSantis is the candidate that most people wanted um and the people who wanted him, well, let me, let me rephrase that. The people who were with Ron DeSantis, their second choice was mostly Donald Trump. So you Trump supporters that still want to beat up on Ron, you need to get over it too, just like the Nikki Haley voters are going to have to get over it. Because you need to welcome all the help you can get. Donald Trump can't win off the base alone. Let me repeat that. And this is just reality. This is reality. Now, you guys know I don't have a problem with Trump. If he wins the nomination, I'm with him. Because we cannot afford four more years of a dementia patient or anyone like the dementia patient. We can't afford for a progressive Democrat, whether it's Michelle Obama or the great white hope from California, Gavin Newsom. We can't afford to have that kind of progressivism leading this country. So, yeah, I'm with Donald Trump if he wins the nomination. A hundred percent. I would be with Nikki Haley if she wins the nomination. A hundred percent. I'll tell you right now, and I've told you before, Nikki Haley's not my first choice because she's too cozy with the establishment. But if she won, she'd be a whole lot better than any progressive democrat. So I have no problem saying that. So what my point here is if you're a Trump supporter and you still want to pile on Ron or you want to pile on Nikki, get over it because you're going to need the their support to come over to Trump. Because Trump cannot win. In 2024 with justice based, gotta win people over, which is why I was so happy to see Donald Trump go ahead and pivot and treat this race like it's a, a national race, not a primary race. So seeing Donald Trump the last couple of days take the fight to Biden and practically ignore Nikki, that's what Trump needs to do. It was smart for Trump to skip all the debates. He didn't need to do that because he was winning too high. When you're the leader and the second and third place person is nowhere near you, you don't go play in their uh, bench debates because they're the bench players. They're the B team. And and the people decided that because Donald Trump's lead was so big, he was the only one in the A squad. Everybody else was on the B squad. So the A player does not need to to waste time with the B players and, and crazy debates. So it was smart what he did. And, you know, <clears throat> sorry, folks, sorry, folks. This is, you know, I probably should have done the show today, but I didn't want to miss because today was so important. So I wanted to fight through my cold. And and uh, hopefully you guys don't mind. But this is the thing. When Trump fights as hard as he fights, the supporters are going to have to fight. We're going to have to fight. And what do I mean by that? I'm not talking literally, I'm talking we need to go out and fight hard for Trump. We need to raise money, Trump's gonna need it. You need to get your family and friends to not be afraid to go vote for Trump. These are the things we have to do, and when you come up and you face, you're face to face with a Ron DeSantis supporter or a Nikki Haley supporter, you need to be welcoming to them. You need to tell them, hey it's okay, your candidate's not going anywhere. Ron DeSantis is 44, I think, years old. Nikki Haley is maybe 50 years old or so. They're young. They're not going anywhere, folks. They're going to be around. You're going, they're going to live to fight another day. But right now, we gotta welcome them, welcome their supporters into the Trump side. And trust me, Nikki Haley will come around. Nikki Haley, again, I'm telling you what, what I think Nikki Haley's doing. She's trying to divide the Republican vote so that they, the, that the establishment will try and force Trump to choose her to be VP. Nikki Haley wants nothing more. Trust me on this folks wants nothing more than to be Donald Trump's vice president because that's going to give her a shoe in. It's going to give her a leg up on everybody else in 2028. So uh, if you doubt me, doubt me at your own peril, but Nikki Haley is not in this race right now thinking that she's actually going to beat Donald Trump. She's in this race right now because she is fighting hard to be the VP uh, candidate with Donald Trump. So we'll see what Donald Trump does. We'll see. You know, listen, the establishment was so wrong to Trump in his first term. um, I find it hard to believe that he's going to listen to them again. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, look, I told you guys last week, Donald Trump, he's going to need money. And if the donors don't come over to him, it was different in 2016 Donald Trump wasn't facing all these frivolous lawsuits. (laughs) Excuse me, folks. Excuse me. In 2024, he's facing frivolous lawsuits. He's going to need all the money he can get. He's going to have to campaign hard against Trump. Donald Trump is going to have to campaign in states and in areas that he's never campaigned that a Republican hasn't um, uh, generally campaigned in. Donald Trump... Has an opportunity, unlike any of the Republicans before him, to really get uh, the black vote and the Hispanic vote. He really does. But he's going to have to spend money to go in areas and do advertisements and do campaigning that that a traditional Republican hasn't had to do or hasn't tried to do. Um, Look, I think it's crazy. I think every Republican should campaign on every corner of this awesome uh, land that we have, this awesome country that we have. Um, there are too many black voters and Hispanic voters out there that have been lied to over and over and over by Democrats, and it would be who Republican candidates to get in there and talk to them i don 't care if they yell at you i don 't care if it 's unwelcoming. who cares? You get in there and you show the courage and you have the courage to face these voters and tell them some realities, tell them some truths and that 's what donald trump 's going to have to do. donald Trump has an, a, an awesome opportunity. Um, this in, in 2024 to campaign directly directly because you guys have heard me talk about it before Donald Trump can look at these black voters and say I'm down for the struggle and he can look at some Hispanic brown voters and say I'm down for the struggle look at I understand what you've talked about um, when you're a target well look at me no one's been a target like I've been a target the entire establishment of Washington using the DOJ is coming after one man And he happens to be the, well, he's about to be the nominee and the opponent to the current president. This is stuff you see in third worlds, folks. This is stuff you see in banana republics. And I think more and more people are going to catch on to it, especially the minority voter. The minority voters looking at this going, wait a minute. I I feel like I've been persecuted. I feel like I've been sought after. Look what they're doing to Donald Trump. I mean, nothing that they've accused him of, they have evidence of him doing and every story they've come up with has been debunked since 2016 but yet they still go after him and people are seeing this so it's going to be interesting folks to see how many people come around but i but i want donald trump to be able to go into these these areas that are not traditional republican strongholds and go campaign to these people direct he's got to do that he's got to do that so uh, let's hope that message gets to him uh, but again, for you, Ron DeSantis supporters for you, and look, I was a Ron DeSantis supporter. You guys heard my show four or six months ago. I was all on Ron DeSantis's train, uh, but he didn't make it. He didn't make it and and Nikki Haley's not gonna make it. So you got to go with a guy that is. you gotta go with your best shot at stopping Joe Biden. and our best shot for stopping Joe Biden right now is Donald Trump. And again, it's because he's got a strong base. he's got an amazing base. they're not going anywhere. And for you, Trump supporters, for you people who have been with Trump the whole time, you have to be welcoming to people that supported Nikki Haley. You've got to be welcoming to people who supported Ron DeSantis. You welcome these people in. You even have to be welcome to the people who supported Chris Christie, although I think most of them are Democrats. But you be welcoming to them anyway. Be welcome to them anyway, uh, because folks, it's going to take it's going to take a lot to win. Listen, it, it, the polling is looking good. The trends are looking good. But as Don and this this was another thing that Donald Trump said the other day that I thought was fantastic I don't think I've ever heard him say anything like this before. Donald Trump looked at everybody in New Hampshire the other night it might have been last night and he said, "You act like we are a point behind I don't think I've ever heard Donald Trump do that and this is why if this is the new Trump, I'm loving it because I've been begging for the Trump camp- campaign to listen to me and get the word to Trump. That he needs to just take the fight to the Democrats. Take the fight to Biden. Stick to policy. Forget about 2020. And and I'm just going to do the reminder again. For somebody that's out there listening to me right now that's affiliated with the Trump campaign. Here's the message to take to Trump. It was fantastic when he said to the New Hampshire voters, you act like we're, we're behind. You act like we're coming from behind. So that you get everybody to go vote with you and you vote on Tuesday. Because that was a good message. And then he started taking the fight to Biden, and he's got to stick to policy. That's good message. When Donald Trump is talking policy, no one's better than him. He just needs to leave 2020 in the past. Don't start talking about stolen elections. I don't care what some of the people are coming out with of late. I know there was a story the other day about – I don't know. There's some stories coming out about – um fraud and things like that look there's always going to be fraud but the way you beat fraud is overwhelming turnout overwhelming turnout and you can't live on tomorrow on yesterday you've got to live for tomorrow and so that's the way trump needs to campaign forget about 2020 Forget about um, rigged election and all that mess. You go forward. You tell the American people your policy difference with Biden. You remind the American people why they're hurting right now. Remind them why they're hurting. Listen, your average voter out there who doesn't pay much attention—they're going to the grocery store, and what they used to buy for a hundred bucks, it's costing them two hundred bucks. They feel that pain. When somebody used to go put. Fifty dollars a week in their gas tank. Now they're putting a hundred and fifty dollars a week in their gas tank. They feel that pain. And when people used to go and and uh, have, uh, they had a reasonable rent for a decent sized apartment. That rent's doubled. They feel that pain. So as Bill Clinton said in the nineties, "I feel your pain. I do. I feel your pain." I don't know about Monica Lewinsky. I don't think she's feeling much pain at all. <laughs> But I feel your pain out there, rule America. I do. I feel your pain. Listen, if that's what Trump needs to do, then he needs to do it because people feel the pain. And Donald Trump just needs to get out there and tell people, look, this is the policy. America's great. America can be great again. And her best days can be ahead. They absolutely can. Listen, you're not going to hear a Democrat talk about best days ahead. They're going to tell you you have to be in a battery-powered vehicle, that we don't need power. That Listen. In the United States of America, there should be no one, no one in this country should ever be faced with no power. And we had that going on even in the state of Texas, because too many wishy-washy Republicans started playing footsies with a Democrat green agenda. And now Texas can't even supply power to all their people. That's pretty messed up. And uh, and Texas, you need to fix yourself. You need to get yourself straight. And, you know, why don't you call up uh, Governor Kemp? Now, look, Governor Kemp may not be my favorite Governor. But he has done some good things for the state of Georgia. And the state of Georgia had a new nuclear plant come online, um, I was it last year or the year before. Georgia does not have power outages. Georgia does not have rolling blackouts in the summer. And it gets pretty hot here in the summer. In fact, we don't have rolling blackouts in the winter when it gets cold because every few winters we get blasted with cold. We're getting blasted this winter with really, really cold weather. But we have a stable grid. We have... Plenty of baseload power. That's thanks to Kemp and the Republicans here in Georgia. Now, look, I got a lot of problems with the establishment in Georgia, but they've done that right. Their energy policy right. And Texas could learn a few things, and and the rest of the country could learn a few things from Georgia. So these are the policies that Trump needs to talk about, and he needs to get out there and say, look, there there is no – under no circumstances should any citizen in this country ever have to worry about rolling blackouts. But you look at how many blue states, and again, even Texas, where they have to worry about power going out because the system's overloaded, because they put too much faith in windmills and in uh, solar panels and in fairy dust and unicorn farts. Folks, I don't have to tell you. I shouldn't have to tell you. Unicorn farts, fairy dust, solar panels, and windmills will not provide enough base load power. ...to keep the power on. That's just a fact. Now, Democrats, they hate it when I say things like that. (coughs) Excuse me, folks. Excuse me. They hate it when I say things like that because I'm right. I'm absolutely right. Not angry. I'm just right. Now, again, folks, this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderiz. And this is the America's Web Radio Station. Hey, listen, don't forget... Don't forget to uh, check out, if you're a veteran, check out americaswebradio.com, americaswebradio.com. Make sure you go check it out if you're a veteran and sign up for our competition, our contest, I should say, and you can win an AR-15 style rifle. Um, you hear that, Mark DeShark? Our lawyers are paying attention, and I said that right this time. Uh, you have a chance to win an AR-15 style rifle, so if you're a veteran or if you know a veteran, have them go to America's americaswebradio.com, dot com America's dot com and have them uh sign up for that contest to uh to win an AR fifteen style rifle. It's awesome. It's awesome. I they you know the studio they won't let me touch the rifle because they're afraid I'm gonna walk off with it. Uh it's a nice rifle folks. It's very nice. So okay. So uh keep that in mind. If you're a veteran or if you know a veteran, have them go to America's web radio dot com. So all right, and also folks while I mention it, um, don't forget I mentioned a place um a week or two ago called gala's pizza if you're in georgia go check out gala's pizza you're gonna love it you're going to love it so all right now i want to give a quick shout out quick shout out to some uh, radio fans to this show down in daytona beach um you guys are awesome you guys are, are part of my florida family uh you're just just great and uh i just can't thank you guys enough so Nice shout out to the Bell's Nickel folks down, and my apologies for missing you. I know you were in Atlanta this past week, and I wasn't able to get over to see you. So, um, but don't worry, I'm hoping to see you in March. <laughs> so, okay, folks, um, have you guys heard? Did you guys see? Now, if you didn't see this, you need to look it up. But uh, I'm not a big watcher of MMA fighting, but you gotta love Dana White. Dana White is the I, – I don't – again, I'm just not familiar enough with MMA, but Dana White is either the owner, the – the, the uh, he has something to do. Let's just put it this way. He's the leader. I don't know. He does something with MMA. Um, but there was a Canadian reporter. Who got in front of Dana White and asked him, um, do you, "You clearly give a big leash to your fighters to let them say what what they what they want to say, or you know something like that." Dana White, this is the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is the way that every every corporation in the United States, every, whether you're a corporation or just a business, small business, big business, medium business, I don't care. Every business in the United States, every person, I should just say. In the United States, who's confronted with a question like this idiot Canadian reporter posed to Dana White, you need to answer the question the way Dana White did. This Canadian reporter, who is clearly a sycophant for Trudeau, that pipsqueak up there in Canada, who is an authoritarian douchebag, uh, well, this Canadian reporter clearly uh, loves his authoritarian leader. Um, had the audacity to look at Dana White and ask him how, how, how long of a leash is he going to give his fighters to say what they want to say. Dana White looked at this reporter and said, what are you talking about? What do you mean leash? I don't put a leash on any of my fighters. We have a thing called freedom of speech. And my fighters can say whatever they want. If you don't like it, tough luck. But I'm not going to put a muzzle on a fighter. I'm not, I can't tell people what to say or what not to say, nor am I going to do that. That is how every company needs to act. So when Bud Light, when Bud Light starts to, to, I would love to be in the room when the Bud Light people call Dana White and ask him to tone it down so he can, so I can hear him tell Bud Light where to go. And I, you know, let's face it, Bud Light's probably not going to do that because Bud Light lost so much money with that stupid marketing ploy they did with the transgender dude that uh, I doubt they're going to give Dana White. But you know what? If if Bud Light hadn't have done that, they would probably be calling uh, Dana White right now and telling him to tone it down. (coughs) Excuse me, folks. Excuse me. But Dana White's uh, not going to tone it down. He believes in this country. He believes in the freedom of speech, and it's great. And uh, and the reason why that that reporter asked Dana White that question is because I think a few days before there was a fighter that was that was getting ready. They were leading up to a fight, and the reporter, this Canadian reporter, looked at this this fighter and started asking him some ridiculous questions, um, socialism type questions. Um, and this fighter looked at him and said, "Oh, the the reporter. Apparently, this fighter had made a transgender comment or something like that, or something about gay people fighting. Maybe I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing, but I know this this fighter just word whipped this this reporter into submission because he's. And you know what? You may agree or disagree with what the fighter said. It might have been harsh what the fighter said, but his point was I can sit here and say what I want because I'm in the country that has a First Amendment. I'm in the country that we don't elect authoritarian leaders, even though the Democrat Party is trying to be as authoritarian as they can. This fighter was basically looking at this Canadian, and then he asked the Canadian, did you vote for Trudeau? And then the, the reporter stumbled, and then he said, well, I'm not going to divulge that information. And the fighter said, well... Ladies and gentlemen, you see, whenever somebody tells you that kind of an answer, you know who they voted for. And this guy voted for that pansy authoritarian Trudeau. Look, I, I don't. I, it wasn't those exact words, but it's basically what the spider said, and it was pretty funny. So then that that reporter with his tail between his legs goes over to Dana White a few days later, and he asked Dana White, or maybe in the same day. I don't remember. I don't know. But he gets in front of Dana White and he says, so you allow your fighters a leash to talk to to talk about what they want. But it's really starting to get in the area of of uh, homophobicness and transgender and um, violence against transgenders and blah, 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 blah. And Dana White just looked at him and said, what the heck are you talking about? We have a First Amendment, buddy. And this they, my fighters can say what they want to say, period. So. That's the way that every, every company here in the United States needs to act. If, if some liberal reporter gets up and starts whining about something you said, you just throw the First Amendment in their face. This is how we turn wokeism around in this country. This is how we defeat wokeism. Because the companies need to start standing up for American values and for the Constitution. You, I mean that this is the way we fight back, folks, and we fight back by throwing out the bozo politicians who brought this stuff before us. So, if you're sick of the woke world and you're sick of your child being in school, listen. There's a there was a report out where there's a I think it's K through 12 in some school system, and they're telling parents, well, you can opt out of these classes where they're, uh, or libraries where they're having, um, and look, some of these are young kids If where they're having sexualized books and uh, all kinds of sexual-based material. And now they're telling the parents, well, you can opt out. What do you mean opt out? It should be opt in. It should be opt in. Because it should be an effort. Now, let me tell you why they won't do that. You see, the government schools don't want to do, they don't want to do opt in because if they opt out, then you have to figure out what's going on and then call them and opt out. But they can have it as a, they can still have the, whatever the crude material is can be the, uh, the way it is, so, so to speak. That could be the way they have things set up so that you opt in. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, you opt out so that it's, it's, it's basically, look folks, my head is a little froggy now so I can't really get out what I'm trying to say. But if a, if a government school system makes you opt out then that means what you're opting out of is the norm of the day they're making it normal if you have to opt in then they can't make it part of the curriculum they can't make it the norm because then you have to get enough people to opt in for them to put those that kind of material out so this is why they won't they won't do